It's time for Crack the Customer Code, the ultimate podcast to help you unlock the secrets to understanding and connecting with your customers. Now, it's time for your hosts, the wonder twins of customer experience, Adam Toporek and Jeannie Walters. So, Jeannie, coming from retail, it's been you know, really interesting. I'm out of retail now, have been for many years. It's been really interesting and you know, a little disconcerting to see how many stories, viral stories are coming from the retail sector right now. And, you know, there's always been viral stories from retail, of course, yeah. right? viral customer <laughs> service stories. I mean, I've done whole, uh, you know, <laughs> commentaries on those in the past. Mm-hmm. So it's not unusual, but what's unusual is there's a lot more stories and there's a lot less retail. Oh, interesting. Right. So what do you mean by that? So, well, there's a lot less retail business right now. There's just yeah. fewer stores, fewer traffic. You know, I mean, grocery stores and all those are open, but there's a lot of stores that aren't open or that have significantly reduced traffic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're seeing more stories, at least anecdotally. I haven't done a study, but anecdotally, uh, it seems like we've seen more stories than ever. And one of the themes that we're seeing, and we don't need to get into why things are happening. I think what I want to talk about, because I think it's important for leaders, is the overall trend line and how we need to support our employees, particularly if we're in retail, because we're seeing Mm -hmm. a lot more incidences of violence in stores. We're seeing a lot more incidences of disagreements that escalate both between customers and between customers and employees. Mm -hmm. And there's an emotional toll to this on employees. Absolutely. And I think that Employees are put in some really tough situations where they're asked to, you know, follow rules. They're asked to enforce rules with customers and customers, you know, what happens if they can't enforce those rules, if the customer just refuses. And that's when things can escalate as well as customers fighting with one another, (laughs) which is crazy to think about, but it's, it's what's happening. And, uh, yeah, I feel for the employees in those situations, particularly. You know, and I think that part's increased significantly. Like, there's always been tension. You know, there's always been a percentage of incidences around employee slash uh, customer interactions, right? Because mm-hmm. there are things that aren't done. You know, this customer service, right? Sometimes it escalates. I mean, one of the most popular chapters in Be Your Customers Here, one of the topics, one of my most popular videos and blog posts is how to deal with or handle difficult customers. I did a whole course on it because Mm -hmm. you look at escalation, you start getting into things like threats and things like uh, legal threats, and it changes the dynamic. So this is something we've always dealt with in customer service, Mm -hmm. but we've got a situation now where it's being, it's more prevalent. Um, and you know, the more prevalent it is, the more it affects the psychology of the employees. I mean, you don't want your employees to come to work living in fear and, you know, there's already a lot of fear in this environment right now, just around other factors (laughs) besides Mm -hmm. the interactions with customers. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so what do you recommend? Like, what do you tell leaders right now about how do you support, your employees, because I think that one of the things that that I'm seeing is that we are we're all experiencing some of the same things, but we're all at different phases. We're all different people. We have different backgrounds. All of those things. And so, how can you support employees in this way for their 
for their emotional health and their emotional well-being, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, there's a practical, logistical, operational uh, side to it, and of course, an emotional side to it. And those things mm -hmm. are combined. Uh, so the first is operational side is literally think about this stuff ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Let them yeah. know what to do. You know, a lot of a lot of bigger companies have crisis management plans. They have training. Uh, you know, in retail, we had that training for if this happens, you do X. If this happens, mm -hmm. you call X. If this happens and you can't call X because you know X Y Z, then here's what you do next, right? Mm -hmm. So have that, and I would even suggest this: if you're in leadership, if you're in management, if you have the ability to determine policy or at least affect, uh, you know, what the reactions are, watch the news. Read these stories. Say, what would we do if this happened here? Use teachable mm -hmm. moments from other companies. What yeah, would we I, do? I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I love that advice because I think that the training, a lot of the training that happens when people are onboarded or when we are, you know, becoming part of the team, it's pretty sunny day stuff, right? <laughs> like even the <laughs> stuff that's that's bad is not terrible. It's like, if this happens, call security and they'll be right there. But what happens in these viral moments is that it gets so out of control that you can see that we need more tools in the toolkit. So I think that's great advice to use what's out there as teachable moments. Yeah. And part of that is, it's a great point, Jeannie, is, you know, part of that was it was less trained because it was less common. Now it's mm -hmm. becoming more and more common increasingly, unfortunately. And, and, and let's not overstate it also. Uh, it's becoming more common. It doesn't mean it's common. I don't think that every, you know, person that goes to a retail shift is having some kind of nightmare scenario every day on shift. Of course. Not. Right. Uh, right. But it is, it's worse. And, mm -hmm. and, and the catch is it's worse about things that are, you know, the stuff that stops everything. Right. Uh, right. Tr true aggression, true, uh, sometimes actual violence, threats, things like this, and really showstopper kind of things. Uh, so the other thing to, to add to that is, not only having that sort of the having a game plan so they know they know what to do like when something mm -hmm. happens they have a process or a procedure right um, but also making sure you have the resources to back that up right okay right and to, and so that they know that you know what hey things stop i stop what i'm doing as a leader when this happens like i'm not i'm not hiding in the back Right. Mm -hmm. uh, right. This is we have the resources. I'm here. Everybody's going to stop. You know, th three people are going to stop what they're doing and come help you. What, whatever it may be in the mm -hmm. situation. Right. Just having letting people know that you support them and that their safety and the safety of the other customers comes first. Right. That it's a, when we get into safety issues, everything else sort of uh, takes a backseat mm -hmm. until yeah, that, until I, it's resolved. You know, uh, it kind of reminds me of what healthcare has done for a long time, right? They have codes that they can call out and everybody knows the priority of those codes so that if a if a patient is in distress and they need a group to respond as quickly as possible, you know, when they hear that code over the loudspeaker, everybody knows that's the priority. And they they have permission to stop what they're doing and make that the priority. And I think that's what you're saying is like make sure that everybody knows that when this happens, that is the priority and it's okay. You won't get in trouble for walking away from stocking the shelves, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I think that's the, 
that's sometimes the messaging that we need to think about as leaders too, because some people just haven't had that experience yet, especially in retail. That's many people's first jobs. And no, so 100%. giving them the you know, giving them the language and the empowerment so that they they understand like Yes, this is an unusual situation. This is what we'll do. This is how we will prioritize it. I think that's super critical and letting them know that they're they're not going to get in trouble <laughs> for for not following the rules this one time, you know. Right. Or for or for, from ignoring their duties for the moment or whatever. Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, so exactly. let's so let's wrap up. Let's talk about the emotional part and the emotion emotional emotion and communication is what I want to say. So there's sort of two aspects to this. One, on the emotional side. You got to check in after these things happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't just assume, okay, we got through it. Nobody got hurt. Um, it's over. No, it's not over. It probably had an impact. They're probably scared. And, you know, different employees are going to have different personalities. So, you know, you can't assume they're all the same, right? Some mm-hmm. are going to be more scared, more high strung about things like this, right? It's going to have made more of an impact on them than maybe somebody else. You know, if you have somebody mm-hmm. who works on your retail team that, uh, you know, used to be in, in the army. Okay. Well, they're, they're probably going to be a little more trained to handle this than somebody that just got out of high school. Right. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. right. Right. So, so, I mean, you got to understand that all your staff is different and you got to check in with them. And here's the thing. You also want to check in with the customers that were around the incident. One mm-hmm. in, you know, in retail, a lot of times you don't know who they are after they leave. So right then on the spot after it's over, um, and if possible, certainly if you do know your customers, let's say something happened at a hair salon mm-hmm. to do a follow-up call, right? Yeah. So check in on them. And the last thing I'll add to that, and I know this is a, something you and I've talked about in other uh, aspects before, but is to also train your employees on the communication, particularly right after the incident, mm-hmm. not to jump in and start talking badly about the customer, just to, mm-hmm. I mean, most likely the other customers are going to do that for you. Right. right. <laughs> so you just need to listen and nod your head. We're just so sorry it happened. Uh, then you had mm-hmm. to witness it. And that was part of, yeah. Right. So that training, I think, is important as well. Yeah. I totally agree with all of that. And I think the follow up to both employees and to customers, um, it's just like what we say about gathering feedback um, in general. It's a, it's that is an act of care in, in itself. So reaching out, I think that's a really good thing to emphasize. So we hope that you don't have any crazy incidents, right? Yes. <laughs> we, hope that, you don't, we, don't, we hope you don't need this episode at all. Right, exactly. But we are, of course, happy that you're here with us as always. So thank you so much for listening to Crack the Customer Code. We are a proud member of C-Suite Radio, so be sure to check out all the great business content at c-suiteradio.com and c-suitetv.com. I'm Jeannie Walters, and you can learn more about me and our journey mapping programs, customer experience training, and speaking at experienceinvestigators.com. And I'm Adam Pork, and you can learn more about us, our customer service training and keynote speaking, both in person and particularly virtual at customersatstick.com. <laughs> Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.